What's up, peeps? I'm Mark Zalmanoff, and I'm here to help you make good choices. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Make Good Choices podcast. I am your host, Mark, the Fitness Ninja Zalmanoff, and woo, got a good one today. This is going to be a little bit different, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you guys. Y'all got to hang in with this because this is uh. This is going to be some powerful shit today. So I got a got a buddy of mine here, Mr. Dustin Johnson, and we haven't even known each other that long, but I feel like I've known you for a while. So this, awesome. this guy is a he's a fellow fitness professional. Him and his wife currently live in a bus and they're doing a tour across the country, a fitness tour, which is fucking awesome. But a couple of weeks ago, my wife and I sat down with Dustin and his lovely wife. And we, we went out and had dinner. And Dustin told us a story of something that had happened just like probably the week before that. Yeah. And as we were listening to the story, like Laura and I kind of got our mouths open. We we're like, what in the world is this? And as soon as he finished telling this story, I was like, we, we have to we have to tell this on the podcast, like people need to hear this and it's, it's powerful. It's moving. Um, you know, I got chills sitting there listening to it live. I know it's going to happen again. And I, I really just, I implore you people to, to tune into this and, and turn off the distractions and really listen to this story. Cause in a, in a time where I feel like there's so much junk in this world and so much strife and despair and people struggling and, you know, all, all the things that are happening and let's go Brandon and all that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Any, any avenue that we can find joy and hope and see what's really possible in this world, I think needs to be paid attention to ladies and gentlemen, Dustin Johnson. Hey, Mark, man, thanks for thanks for having me on. And, and yeah, like, I, to be honest with you, I told Tanya when we got back to the bus that night after dinner, uh, when I got done talking, like you and Laura were just staring at me. And I was like, man, did like what happened? Like, was that a horrible story? Like, was that and, you, and, and it, it took you like 30 seconds, you just like kind of like like this. And I was like, I couldn't read either one of you. I felt like a total asshat. And, and then you were just like, wow man that needs to be on my podcast and so i was like well shit it must have went all right that, that was not <laughs> it was just it, it's a lot it's a lot of what happened and, and and obviously you know me and you have talked ahead of this and, and kind of have an idea how we want to do this but I, i'll give a little preface of of who i am and and what i've sort of been through and stuff uh, yeah, up until up until we kind of start into the the nitty-gritty so uh I married my wife in 2009. I met her in 2008. And in 2012, um, she su- she suffered with a disease called endometriosis and, and ended up having a hysterectomy after five surgeries uh, to clear that up. And it, and it, 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 it told a lot on us. And in the meantime, I had got addicted to prescription pills. And, and in October of 2012, I actually went to treatment for, I was taking 6,000 milligrams of prescription pain pills a day. And so from then on, you know, we were kind of rebuilding our lives and paying off debts that we owed and all that. And uh, so 
I, I, I was starting to live healthier. You know, at the time I was, I was smoking three packs of cigarettes a day, uh, drinking and doing drugs, obviously. And, and, and was just really, really unhealthy. And, and I'd never really had much guidance, so to speak. And, and so as we kind of, uh, endured our lives and, and moved forward, um, we actually, my, my wife actually, uh, got an all expense paid trip to Cabo San Lucas. And so she was like, babe, we're going to Cabo. And I was like, yes, this is going to be awesome. And she's like, no, no, it's paid for. And I was like, yes, even more awesome. <laughs> and, 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 and at the time our, our relationship wasn't the greatest. Um, we, we were kind of dealing with some things and, and, and hormones and, and we were kind of opposites of each other. And, and so, we, we took this trip to Cabo, man, and I remember the first day we was there, it was like 9 a.m. I was in the swimming pool, like running through the pool as a workout, and, and this other fit couple came out, and, and they were from Ohio, and uh, immediately we were like, hey, what do you guys do? And they're like, oh, we run a CrossFit gym, CrossFit gym out of Ohio, and I'm going to continue to emphasize that because that's going to continue to make a big story as this plays out, and so... Uh, Cody and Jess were great people and, and, and Tanya and I had never done CrossFit before we had, you know, lifted, we had power lifted, we had done some bodybuilding and stuff, but, but nothing real serious. And so they said, we run a CrossFit gym. And I was always like, man, I've heard of that stuff. Tell me all about it. And so they literally kind of, you know, gave us a rundown on, on what CrossFit was. And I was like, I, I need something different in my life. You know what? I'm, I'm more than willing to try it. So when, when we left Cabo and, and them too, and they'll come back into the story, but when we left Cabo, I, literally, I think the following Saturday, we went to uh, a, a CrossFit gym in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, me and my wife grew up in Nebraska and, and lived there most of our lives. And so that Saturday, we, we did the normal, like most CrossFit gyms, the first workouts, like, you know, push-ups, sit-ups, squats. They don't, they don't get too wild. And, and they were like, okay, you guys are obviously advanced. I don't think we need to keep doing the, you know, easy stuff. Let's, let's kind of move you guys into the class. And so we got to move into the class and, and, and we thoroughly started to enjoy CrossFit. Well, in 2017, we actually literally decided to kind of save our marriage, sort of give it one last go and, and to figure out what we were going to do. I was building bridges for the, for the railroad and I had been for about 10 years and I had been traveling basically away from my wife. So Basically, I'd be home about 24 hours every weekend. The other six days out of the week, I was traveling by myself. And so in 2017, we just decided for her to come with me. And we just decided to go all in on us, go all in on our relationship and, and, and go all in on, on traveling and seeing, seeing the country and, and the world possibly. And, and so we literally sold everything. We got down to six totes worth of stuff. And I mean, like, we didn't have a storage unit. We didn't have, like, we literally had six totes worth of stuff. And uh, basically our motto was, if it fits, it ships. And we just had a pickup. And if it fit in it, it came with us. If it didn't fit in it, we either had to sell it, throw it away, or give it to somebody. And, and, and we ended up literally selling everything that we had collected in about 33 years of our lives, which is a ton of stuff that you don't even realize. But uh, so on December 31st of 2017, we literally packed everything into our truck and, and headed to Colorado where I was working in Denver. And uh, <clears throat> from there, kind of started our travels, kind of started some, some different changes in our lives. And so 
every Saturday we was, we was going to different CrossFit gyms because most of them, and, and I'm not speaking for them. I don't know if they still even do it, but most of them have a free Saturday morning workout. So yeah. you could go there, jam with them, you know? And, and so like uh, Denver was a big Mecca for CrossFit all the way back in the day. Some of the biggest CrossFit gyms that are known in, in the games and stuff like that come out of Denver. So we got to experience some, some really cool places, meet some rad people, man, and just have a really good time. Well, we were, we were, you know, seeing the sites and doing the things. And, and ultimately my first job that I needed to, to move from Colorado to was to go to Amarillo, Texas in February of 2018. And so we packed up the truck again, headed to Amarillo. We get there, we get to our motel, we get checked in. And the first thing I did was start looking for a gym and, and literally like five buildings down was a building called Tornado Alley CrossFit. And uh, I'm messaging the owner and I said, hey, man, we're in town for a few weeks. Uh, we would like to, you know, check out your gym. We would like to maybe be a member for a month or something like that. I, I don't really know how long I'm going to be here. It all kind of depends on how work goes and stuff. And he said, yeah, man, come on down. Guy's name was Eric. And uh, he said, come on down. I said, all right. So me and Tanya walked over there. We walk in. He's like, you know, hey, man, welcome to Tornado Alley CrossFit. And, and immediately I knew I was in the right gym. And, and, and unfortunately for him, he was hoping I had some cool story. And he was like, how did you pick my gym out of all the other CrossFit gyms in Amarillo? I said, to be honest with you, dude, you're five buildings down. He was hoping <laughs> like it was, you know, I had heard from somebody or so I said, yeah. I, you're five buildings down, you know. And so the really cool thing, man, is, is they were they were amazing. The entire gym, like we, we ended up staying there almost two full months. And I mean, you know, just like us, Mark, we, you know, we was going out to eat after, after workouts, we were, you know, working out on Saturdays and it really became a family to us. And so as, as this kind of went on, they were like, yo, the, the CrossFit open is about to start. And I was like, what is the CrossFit open? And every week there's a new workout and you got to do all this. And I was like, cool, we'll, we'll start it. I think it's like 20 bucks to start or whatever. So I was like, well, we'll start it and we'll see how we do. And so we ended up getting to do the entire CrossFit open there. We, we had to make some moves and do some things and, 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 and make some adjustments, but we were able to, to finish out the whole uh, CrossFit open there. And uh, it, it was really a, a cool experience. You know, it pushed, excuse me, it pushed Tanya and I uh, past our limits and, and it was, it was a really, really good experience. So we ended up having to leave there um, and, and then travel throughout the, the country. We literally was in 25 different states in 2018. And we, we figured we traveled approximately 35,000 miles. We blew one transmission on a truck. We <laughs> like, I mean, at, like every three weeks we were driving 1500 miles. It, it was insane. Like in a three or four day period, it, it was totally insane. It, it was like the greatest year and the most exhausting year. Like it was fueled by monster energy drinks and, and, and exhaustion. <laughs> so as we're traveling around, we've stayed in contact, uh, uh, with, with them, but, but we were kind of, you know, slipping away from them. And we found ourselves in Illinois in, uh, late September, Oh, no, I'm sorry, late July, early August, and, and we needed to, to move to Minneapolis, Minnesota. And lo and behold, we were like literally 90 miles from Madison, Wisconsin, when the CrossFit Games was happening. And I'm like, yeah, we've been doing CrossFit all year. We were part of the CrossFit Open. 
Cody and Jess, the original people that I brought into this conversation, they literally had an athlete in the uh, 55 to 60 year old division that was in the CrossFit games. And the coach that originally coached Tanya and I that owned the one in Lincoln, Nebraska was in the CrossFit games. So we had people to cheer on. We had people to hang out with. And it was amazing. So Cody and Jess said, hey, man, come on out. You know, we got to hang out with them for the weekend. We got to literally see the CrossFit games happen and, and all the amazing athletes. And, and I got to be honest with you, the teenagers and the older, like 50 and over, were the most incredible people I've ever seen in my life. Them yeah. kids were hustling, man. And the older people, like the 55-year-olds, there's not one person in there that I could outwork out. I, <laughs> no, no. They, Agreed. Um, yeah, unbelievable, man. <clears throat> and and thankfully for us, um, our, our original coach that we met in Lincoln, I think he got like maybe fifth place, if I remember right. But Cody and Jess's guy, Cliff, he literally won the CrossFit Games for his division. So we, I mean, like we got to hang out with and, and, and be a part of the man that was considered the fittest in the world. And it was like, it was really humbling and it was really cool. Um, so, so getting to see them again and, and, and kind of, you know, build that rapport, it, it was really, really awesome. And, and, and it really added to how cool this story kind of turns out to be. And so after the CrossFit games, we, we ended up, uh, traveling some more and we had made a plan for a trip. We had made the plan in February, but the trip wasn't till October. And, uh, it was to have a soup falls in Arizona. And it's, uh, there's like, um, I don't know, like 10 waterfalls and it's all on this, uh, native, native Indian reservation. And I mean, you have to have tickets, you have to, and, you know, and, and, and they, they come available on February 1st at like 8am and by 8.15am, they're literally sold out for the entire year. I believe and it. so like phone lines, internet line, like Tony's on the phone, I'm on the phone. We're both on the internet. We're trying to get these tickets. And every time you would submit it would say, sorry, them dates are expired. So you'd have to go all the way back. And, and I mean, we were just hustling and hustling and, and, and we ended up getting one. And so this was actually a really good test for Tanya and I as it was a pack in pack out trip and we were going to be gone for four days. And we were, although we were in Arizona, we were there in October and it was actually really rainy. And so we had to bring warm clothes. We had to bring, you know, water clothes to be in the waterfalls and things like that. So our packs ended up being between 40 and 50 pounds. And we ended up hiking approximately 50, I'm sorry, 50 miles in four days. And so the first mile and a half from the parking lot is straight down switchbacks. And then you got like 10 more miles to the, to the, uh, where you would camp at. The problem is on the way back, you have 10 miles of hiking and then <laughs> one and a half miles of straight up switchbacks. And, right. and, and that was, it was, it was really cool because it taught, it taught me a lot about my wife and it taught my, my wife a lot about me where, you know, at one point we had ran out of water, we had ran out of food and we didn't really have anything supporting us anymore, except for me and her. And, 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 and we kind of found out how tough we were and, and, and what we could endure. And, you know, we experienced some rain and, and some, uh, uh, washouts and, and it was it was really humbling for me but I remember I remember sitting on a rock one morning like 5 a.m before the sun was coming up and this is inside of this humongous canyon and so I was sitting there and, and the sun's already up for everybody else but since you're in the canyon it and it just like peeked over this red rock and it was like gold and warm and I remember this was the first time 
I had this sort of feeling that that God was in my presence. And it was just like, all of a sudden, really, really peaceful. And, and I grew up, man, I, I went to church every Sunday till I was 21 years old. And, and I grew up Catholic and all that. But, but honestly, like I, I ran away from all that when I joined the railroad because I was traveling every Sunday and, and not going to church and stuff like it, it just kind of fit my MO and, and, and kind of the way I was living my life. I, I honestly turned my back on God and, and, and kind of did things my own way. And so I, I remember just sitting there and, you know, I don't even she, she didn't feel like what I felt. It, it was my time. And it was just like an overwhelming sense of peace. And like, I got this, man. It was it was a really, really cool thing for me. But that was really the beginning of what we're about to start talking about now. And uh, it, it just started opening my eyes to, you know, maybe God is real. Maybe God is around. Maybe something out there is bigger than myself. And so um. When we left that trip, we actually realized that people were living inside the vans while we were there because we was trying to sleep in our truck and all of our stuff's in there. <laughs> we, we couldn't sleep at all, man. And so I kept seeing these, excuse me, these people get in and out of their van. And I was like, yo, I think they're living in there. And we didn't know nothing about that. We didn't know nothing about tiny homes and stuff. Like we had seen tiny homes before and we were always kidded like, man, we could easily do that. I'm down for that. But we, we you know, we had never seen them or nothing. And so uh we started looking when we left there because because we was we was traveling so much and, and we was going and seeing so many places that we were ultimately wasting more time going from motel to location and then location back to the motel and so we knew that we needed something where we could just leave for the weekend and, and stay out and enjoy all the activities and so literally like a month after that trip we traded our pickup in for our first school bus and uh I, I, it was a it was an option between should we buy a van or should we buy a bus and, and mark you know me my first reaction was due to school bus how many people do you know that live in a school bus and <laughs> and like there's all kinds of vans but how many people own a school bus you know so we got we got this little little school bus man it was really short i couldn't stand up in it i couldn't nothing but we, our whole intention was just to sort of have it for the weekend so that we could run around, we could enjoy the places and, and truly continue to have fun and, and keep going. So we built it out that whole winter and, and basically the, the first half till about the, the middle half of, I'm sorry, like the three quarters half of, of 2019, um, we, we ran around in that bus and then we went to a tiny home festival and man, we we seen that there was so many possibilities and so many people that was already living in buses and, and doing all this and we weren't living in it like i said i was working and we were staying in motels and and things like that but it was starting to make this like dang we could we could probably do this like we we could probably live in a bus and we were already running a, an online nutrition company like maybe we could make this work and so literally the following day it was like hey do you do you want to look for a different bus and i said here's what i'm going to do I'm going to look for 15 minutes. I put a time on it because I was like, <laughs> otherwise I can make anything work, right? You can look oh, yeah. for days and days and days and days. Oh, look, I found one. Like, no, no, no. 15 minutes, about four minutes into it. I find a bus that I literally have a buddy that lives 10 minutes from it. I was like, man, go check out this bus. He checks it out. He says I would buy it. So we drove 12 hours from, from Denver to uh, Sholo, Arizona and, and picked the bus up that I'm sitting in now. And, and, and trust me, it was a yellow school bus. The door didn't latch. I had to ratchet strap it to the seat so that it would stay closed. <laughs> like it, it, this wasn't like this awesome gem 
and 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 but we had a vision and, and we wanted to try something and, and ultimately go in on ourselves so so we bought this bus and and basically the rest of 2019 and honestly the first half of 2020 tanya and i completely remodeled this whole bus and and for those of you that have seen it um it's legit like luxury you know we we have stainless steel appliances we have you know composting toilet we, it's it's an amazing bus um, but it came as a yellow school bus with all the seats and the handicap lift and the whole thing. Um, and, and, and obviously the, the story will continue to unfold from here. Um, but <clears throat> we didn't really have a ton of plans. We didn't really have anything. I took a two month leave from work and went back to Arizona and, and, and worked on it. And, and when I went back to the railroad the next day, I knew that that was like my last day. Like I couldn't take any more of it. The corporate world was weighing me down. I had a bus that I wanted to live in and now we needed to make it work. So on January 1st of 2020, I actually left my job for the railroad and we didn't even really have a plan other than we had a school bus, we had each other and uh, we needed to finish it and figure out where life was gonna take us from there. And so we, uh, was just kind of traveling around. I, I helped a couple, I helped to build a couple of other buses while we were doing ours. As, as we had, you know, I, I've met other people and they needed help and things like that along the way. And, and so we were kind of building buses for, for the first half of 2020. Matter of fact, I was at Hemet, California on top of a mountain with zero cell phone reception when the coronavirus hit. And, and basically Tanya went to the grocery store on Wednesday and, and got all the groceries like, like nothing had happened. And on Sunday, when we came off the mountain, everything was wiped out. And so like when we went to the grocery store, all the shelves were empty. Well, all the Doritos were gone. All the Fritos <laughs> were gone. All the cinnamon rolls were gone. All the soda was gone. But since we were in the nutrition space and we knew how to eat, we were able to literally roll out of there with like $500 with the groceries while everybody else moseyed around looking for looking for food. But it was really scary because, like I said, we didn't really know nothing. And then all of a sudden it had just hit. Right. And, and I knew that I didn't want to be in California. Nothing against California, but like the laws are really weird and, and some of the people are really weird. And so I was making a bustle to get the hell out of there. I, I didn't know if they were going to close borders. I didn't know if it was going to like, I, I, I really, I had no clue before we went to Hemet, like we had heard of this virus and uh, I literally thought like cold flu, whatever. Like, I don't know why this is even a thing. Right. And then when I came back down, it was like, Oh, these people are like for real about this. I, I need to figure out where we're going to go. And so we mad dashed it to Nevada, spent like a month in the desert in Nevada. Literally, the bus was considered social distancing. Like nobody was around <laughs> us. It, it, the bus was made for social distancing. So it, we're completely off grid. So I, I have solar that runs all of our power. Um, we carry 33 gallons of water. Like we, we don't need anything from anybody. All of our appliances are, are propane or electric. So it, social distancing was literally what, what this bus was made for. And so... Uh, I actually was headed to Salt Lake City to get a tattoo. I know probably not the right time to do that, but I did the it same. Ended up, yeah, I, I was I was literally the last person to get tattooed in Ogden, Utah, before because as she was tattooing me, 
the, the government literally texts and said, like, you're closed down from today moving forward. And then I was the and then I was the first person to get tattooed again from the same lady uh, when the government opened it back up because I, I got the tattoo of my bus on my back and, and it took two sessions. But I was literally the first, uh, the last one and the first one in that mix of weirdness that we were experiencing. Um, but the weird part was, is as Tanya and I crossed the state line into Salt Lake City and out of basically Nevada, Arizona and in, in, into Utah, the following day, we got text messages that was like, anybody entering now, you have to text the government and tell them what you're doing here, how long you're going to be here, where you're staying at, all these things. And we didn't have to because we had just missed it. Well, then our friends from Nevada literally text us and they're like, dude, you're so lucky you left because now it's a mandatory 14 day quarantine for anybody driving all this stuff. And I was like, holy cow, we're, we're obviously supposed to be in Salt Lake, if nothing else, to get the tattoo done, and then we'll figure out life from there. And so we uh, we, we kind of hunkered down because it got real weird. Like when, when they closed Zion National Park, which is literally the biggest national park in the country or, or one of the biggest, uh, there's like 22 million people that go there every year. So when they shut that down, I was like, man, I, I don't know what our options are but I don't know that I want to be traveling across state lines and, and doing anything wild because it, it was just getting, it was just getting really weird for us living in a bus. I, I had a house, it's normal, but like in a bus, it's a whole lot different. And, you know, people are wondering and, and seeing what you got going on. And so it was just a little uncomfortable. And so uh, we, we took a job for a little while in Salt Lake city and uh, a friend of ours was, was starting an apparel company. So we, we, we helped him. We, we agreed for 90 days to help him. And, and ultimately we ended up staying there for about a year. We got an apartment to kind of get out of the riffraff and, and sort of figure out what, what our plan was. Cause like I said before, we didn't even really have a plan when I left the railroad, it was just like, let's figure it out as we go. And so we really figured out what we wanted to do and what we wanted to do in the fitness industry and, and where we could help more. Cause again, like my first business was, was literally just nutrition. And what I found was, man, people are not lacking just in nutrition. It's, it's the fitness part. It's the mindset part. It's, it's literally everything that involves your life. Like, like no one really, really likes being overweight or, or, you know, depressed or anything like that, but it's, it's all trauma from past experiences and things like that. And I realized that that was where we needed to be touching is, is in all of the areas. And so we started Vikings and Vixens, which it's a, is our company now. And, uh, in April of this year, we, we left the apparel side. We went all in on us. We actually hired Mark as, as our coach. And man, let me tell you, he has been an amazing person. Not, not as a coach, not because I paid him some money, not because of anything like that. No, because he's a good person. And, and, and honestly, like I know I texted you this yesterday, but you've made a big impact on me, man. And, and I truly appreciate all the help you've given. You're making me tear up. All the help you've given us and shit. I, I, it, the, the, the opportunities and the things you've done for us, it, I couldn't be more grateful, man. So thank you. I appreciate that, man. That means a lot to me. Yeah, for sure. Ah, just taking a drink. Got my eyes watering. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we started working with Mark and, and things kind of started working out. And, and we, we knew our apartment uh, lease was coming to an end. And in the meantime, we were also doing 75 hard and preparing for a bodybuilding show. So if anybody has any questions on 75 hard, don't do a bodybuilding show on top of that. And that's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> that's great advice right there, <laughs> man. It, it, it became too much. We were bitching at it. Like it, it, it was a lot. And so uh, August 14th, our bodybuilding show was August 16th. We moved into the bus. Like it happened. Bing, bang, boom. And so 
before that, we were trying to figure out what we were going to do because we knew we was going to move back into the bus. We knew we wanted to travel. We knew we wanted to help people and spread love. That's what we always say. And, and we were just kind of coming up with what could we do? And, and, and over the last 18 months, let's face it, I'm not going to dive deep into that shit. But on the health front of things, we haven't really been doing things to be healthy, so to speak. But there's been a lot of health regulations. And uh, I just got tired of nobody ever talking about, you know, like eating good food and exercising and, you know, uh, uh, taking care of your body, sleeping well. None of that was was being passed down. So so about June, I, I think we got a hold of Mark and I said, hey, man, we're, we're going to go on tour. And he's like, what, what do you mean a tour? And I was like, I don't really know, but I feel like we're going to go on tour and like do fitness in parks. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, so we're going to live in the bus. We're going to go to 10 different cities. We're going to do this fitness tour. We're going to, you know, shake, shake hands and kiss babies. We're going to bring community back. We're going to sweat with people. It's, it's going to be awesome. And he said, you know what? I said, what, man? Because he's, he's way more uh, uh, level-headed than me. He might think things through more than I do. And he says, if there's anybody that could go on a fitness tour, it would fucking be you too. And I was like, hell yeah, he's on board. <laughs> so fun. So, so fun. Yes. So we literally started planning how to go on tour with our company, with our home on wheels, and how we could literally bring health and fitness back to the forefront, back to uh, uh, what needs to be ultimately talked about, exercise, eating well, and, and all the good things. And so... August 16th, we headed out. And, and so far, we've hit Albuquerque, Dallas, and Nashville. And we still have New Orleans, Houston, Austin, San Antonio, Tucson, Mesa, and San Diego left to go. Um, and so that will end on December 18th. My birthday is on December 21st. And so we're, we're literally ending out the year, you know, traveling around and, and doing this up. Um, but along the way, I promise there's a story coming. Along the way, <laughs> Um, in, in April, to back up a little bit, I, I went to Million Dollar Mastermind, uh, uh, an event that Mark was at, you know, a fellow, a fellow coaching group called Apex that we're all a part of and things like that. And, and I remember the first speaker came out and his name was, was Keith Kraft. And uh, the second that that guy opened his mouth, I knew that I needed to not only listen to him, but I needed that guy in my life. I didn't know who he was or what he was about. I didn't know anything, but I knew that that guy and what he was talking about was, was what I felt in my soul that I needed to, to sort of start guiding me in the right way. And what Keith was actually talking about was God. And, and, and he's actually a pastor of a, of a, I would call it a mega church in, in Frisco, Texas. It's, it's a very large church. And um, he's a very successful man and, and, and he's talking about, you know, how he, he literally take, you know, all these things about, you know, how he's living his life and it was all healthy and, and loving and, and it was, it gave me hope and I was like, man, that, that just felt really good. And, and to end that whole event on, like, on top of all the nuggets and all the value that came from it, the person who ended out was a guy by the name of uh, Steve Weatherford, who is a NFL punter, kicker, uh, won a Super Bowl championship, was, was an amazing story, you know, had battled through drugs and, and, and sex and all these things. And like it immediately, the second he started talking, it, 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 I knew that I needed that guy in my life. Some form or fashion, whether I just followed him on Instagram or whatever it was, if I ever got to meet him, that'd be cool. But, but the, the key here was is that both of them were talking about God. 
and both of them were saying how their lives had had ultimately been better because of God. And 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 man, I got to be honest, like there, from 2018 when I kind of felt that to then, like there wasn't really anything there, and it was kind of that breath of fresh air. And and that was ultimately when we we got with Mark and and started building a little bit, and and so we headed out on tour, and uh, uh, we had been attending. Uh, the church elevate life church basically every Sunday on on YouTube or, or Instagram or wherever we watch it but because we we lived in Utah we, we was watching from Frisco Texas and uh, we just kept kind of watching and, and every Sunday we would sit down and watch church and, and and it was different like you're not in the atmosphere and stuff but I had committed to, to doing it most Sundays and, and it was it was making some changes and, 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 and but nothing like drastic. So we, we do the Albuquerque event and I'm literally headed to, to go see Mark in, in, in Dallas. And uh, along the way, lo and behold, there's Amarillo, Texas. And uh, me and my buddy Eric had, had basically fallen off. We hadn't talked in, in a couple of years because me and Tanya weren't doing CrossFit anymore. And, and so I literally just texted him and said, hey, man, I'm about to come through Amarillo tomorrow would you like to do a workout together? And he said, I don't care if you're coming through at three 30 in the morning or three 30 <laughs> in the afternoon, I'll be there. I would love to see you guys again. And again, like we hadn't talked, you know, I didn't know what he was up to. He didn't know what we were up to, but we both knew we were good people, you know? So we walk in totally dressed in workout clothes, ready to bust out some burpees over barbell flip over this and upside down that. And for the next eight hours, four of us, me, my wife, him, and, and his daughter sat down and, and talked about God and how, you know, I had been in, in some really dark times and, and, and had been suicidal and, and all this. And, and ultimately, you know, my wife shared some of her story and Eric shared some of his story and his daughters even, you know, ha had some things and, and she's sharing some stories. And, and for eight hours, here we are, like, ready to work out. And we literally all just sat down and, and, and talked about God and, and kind of what we had experienced in the last few years and, you know, what we were up to. And, and it was really cool. And, and he looked over and he said, man, do you guys have Bibles? And I was like, what? And he was like, do you, do you guys have Bibles? And I'm like, do, do I look like the type of person that has Bibles? And he's like, no. He's like, that's why I'm asking. I said, no, man, I, I don't have any Bibles. And he said, cool, get in the car. I'm going to go, go buy you guys some Bibles. And I was like, what? this is totally cool, man. And, and, and he, he, you know, introduced us to the Bible, he got us some very, very nice Bibles, got our names engraved on them. And it was kind of like that. We didn't expect all this to happen. Like nobody planned for this to happen, but it definitely happened. And so uh, we, we went back to the gym and caught a workout in case anybody's worrying. We did make sure we got our sweat on. Um, but ultimately, you know, CrossFit was starting to bring me to the cross, so to speak. And uh, I, I now had a Bible and I, I, I started in chapter of John and I was reading and it was it was becoming a thing. So, so this was on a Monday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. I literally am looking on my phone and I realized that the church we've been watching online, Elevate Life, had this event for men coming up and it's called Warriors Night. And I had seen like uh, maybe some like clips before on Facebook or Instagram or something. And I was like, man, that's really cool. It's a bunch of dudes doing dude stuff at church. Like that seems really cool. And, oh man, it's, it's literally this week. And so I knew that I had to find something for Tanya to do like, so that she didn't feel left out. 
And uh, lo and behold, the night before, there was called a she gathering. And so I was like, dude, this is perfect. Thursday night, Tanya can go to she gathering and, and kind of get involved in the church that we've been watching on TV and we don't know anybody from, but we just felt like we had to be there. And, and so Tanya went, she had a great time and man, Friday came around and it was warrior night time. And I got to be honest with you, I knew one person there and I knew him through Instagram and, and I had been talking to him for about two weeks because he made a post about CrossFit. And I was like, damn, I didn't even know you did CrossFit. And he said, oh yeah, I, I competed in the CrossFit games in 2016. And I'm like, okay, this, this is insane. And he's like, I'm going to be at warrior night meet up with me and I will sit with you. And I was like, okay, man, I'll be there. So, so I, I find my buddy, Josh, and, and, uh, uh, we, we, we get together, we shake hands and it was that awkward. Like, oh, I've, I've met you a couple of times on Instagram and now <laughs> let's go sit down next to each other. And, and honestly, man, there was, there was three to 400 dudes in there. I didn't know anybody. And, and I just knew that I, I that was where I was supposed to be. So we went and sat down and, and we're, we're singing and we're clapping and we're dancing. And this is all really different than the Catholic church that I grew up in. And, and it, it, it was, it was something, I can't say that it was good or bad. It was just like kind of eye opening. I just kind of like, okay, this, this is what we're doing, you know? And, uh, it came to a point in the pastor, the guy that I knew that I needed in my life, pastor Keith, uh, uh, uh he said, this is what I want to do tonight. I want to collect a hundred thousand bucks. So, so anybody that's willing to donate a thousand dollars, stand up. And I was like, Oh boy, I ain't got that kind of money. <laughs> and I kind of had a, like a pit in my stomach. And, and, and of course, Josh stood up next to me. And so it's that like kind of that peer pressure. And, and then it, all of a sudden it sort of hit me like, are you sure you don't have a thousand dollars? And I'm like, well, you know, I, okay. I, I got some money in the bank. I got some money in the bus. Like I got to, all right, I'll just stand up. I feel a pull. I'm supposed to stand up. I'm supposed to do this. So I stood up and pastor keeps counting, you know, 60, 70, 80, 90, 124, 125, Josh is 126. And again, I've never even met this dude before. And I'm literally, you know, 20 rows back. And he says 127. And he just stopped at me and he points and he said, what is your name? And I was like, oh shit, here we go. Here we go. I said, my name is Dustin. And he said, Dustin, you've never been here before. And I was like, you got that right. I said, tonight's the first night I've ever been here. And he said, wow. So you're, you're, you're going to give a thousand dollars and you've never even been here before. I said, yeah, man, it's just, just what I was feeling that I was supposed to do. And he said, well, I think you're in the right place. And I, I just figured that was like, okay, cool. You know? And he said, Dustin, I feel like I feel like you've given up your entire life to be here. And I was like, wait, what? And Josh was like, Josh was like, just hold on, man. Here it comes. I said, fucking, I, I said, fucking here comes what? And he's like, just watch. You're about to see. And I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. I go to church one time and I get called out and I'm about to get in trouble for some shit. And he said, uh, I feel like you've been traveling around, man. I feel like you've been kind of looking for a home. I feel like you've been kind of just sort of running around wild and I, I was like I don't know how this guy knows all this shit but yeah you're explaining my life exactly to a T and he said Dustin why don't you come up here and I'm like okay so I went up there and and he said man I gotta be honest with you uh God's speaking through me right now and, and he's speaking to you and I I, I kind of started like 
welling up and, and, and I'm crying and, and I could feel this energy and, and it was it was really wild again like I know nobody there I, I'm uncomfortable as hell I, I, I just want to cry I just want to like ball up I just I don't even know what I want to do but there's two dudes standing behind me with their hands like this in case I fall over backwards and so I uh I ultimately he said lift your hands up and I, I raised my hands up and, and he put his hand on top of my head and and he started speaking to me and by he I mean God through Pastor Keith, and and he was saying stuff that, that no one would ever know except for God or, or or somebody that really really knew me, not somebody that literally just picked me out of a crowd of four hundred people, and and he said, Dustin, I, I feel like you know you've been you've been running pretty hard in your life, and and I feel like you're you're kind of on the breakthrough of some stuff, and I said, oh, okay, and he said, to be honest with you, man, God's telling me right now that that what you're doing moving forward is, is, is with him. Like, like he's riding with you now. And, and he has his hand on your head all the way to the soles of your feet. And he just wants you to know that, that he knows you and he feels you. And sorry, man, it was, I, I'm just bawling up there and like literally tears are just running down my face and it's happening again. It's a really cool story. And uh, he starts speaking Latin and I'm like, oh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. And, and he starts speaking English again. And and he's like, man, God's doing some work inside of you really deep right now. And I'm like, oh, OK, man, I'm just standing here. Whatever I'm supposed to do, just let me know. And uh, he starts speaking Latin again. And he said, Dustin, man, the, the people you've been running with, you're not going to run around with anymore. He said, I, I know that you've been through some trials and tribulations and and you've had your struggles and i'm just like miss is unbelievable i don't know you and you know everything about me and he said i just want you to know son that that I, you're walking with god now and he, he looked at me and he said have you ever given yourself to god and i was like uh what do you mean and he's like like have you ever you know been saved have you ever given yourself to jesus christ and i said no and he said well today's your day my friend is that something you would like to do and i was like yeah, yeah absolutely like what just happened was unbelievable and i don't really know how else to, to to explain it and so for literally about 10 minutes me and him were doing this back and forth in latin and english and and, and he took my hands and and uh, i said a bunch of shit back to him as, as he said them to me and, and, and basically I, I gave myself to God that day and, and it was unfathomable. I, 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 I kind of a, I'm a dude that, that runs hard and, and runs with, you know, very few people and stuff. And, and he said, I just want you to know you're not by yourself anymore. He said, turn around. And I turned around and there was like 400 dudes right behind me, like holding me up. And it was, it was really really emotional for me because I, I didn't know any of them people. They didn't know my story. They didn't know who I was or what I had done, but they were behind me and, and that felt really good. Ah, I know I cried at the joint too when we were eating. <laughs> I know, man. Tearing up over here. Ah. So everybody, he said, Dustin, welcome to your new family and, and, and just know that everything you do from here goes with God. And it was like, whoa, I don't know if that's like really big shoes to feel or if that's like, <laughs> things are going to be better moving forward. <laughs> and so, you know, everybody's hugging me and doing all this. And, 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 he, and he says a bunch of prayers over us and, and, and speaks over us as, as like a spiritual father. And man, 
the the warrior night was over and and all these people are hey man give me your number i've never seen anything like that before this was insane uh that was unbelievable like god was legitimately with you and and i i i honestly still to this day like it it was really really awesome but but it's still kind of unfathomable and and obviously it's still emotional for me um I, i i ended up getting some videos from it and, and and I often watch them again to kind of pick up some more and maybe understand some more but just knowing that like like things were sort of going to start changing for me and uh I'm, I'm at church till like 11 p.m my wife's thinking I'm going to be back in the bus at like nine uh you know she's she's tripping I come in the bus and I start explaining it to her and she's like wait, what? Like, uh, and she's like, this is unbelievable, baby. I'm so happy for you. And and I'm like, I don't even really know what to say. And so at about midnight, I lay my head down and literally five hours later was our event in Dallas, Texas. So I I didn't have a lot of time to think about it. And so in the morning we, we hold a a workout and nutrition seminar and, and people tour our bus and all this. And and Mark brought some of his people from his gym and man, we just had a really good time. But like, again, I, I hadn't fathomed all this that had happened yet. It was just work time. And so, and then in the afternoon, we, we were holding a mastermind at a, at an Airbnb where we were kind of helping people dive into all things, healthy life, you know, marriages and, and sex and, and all of the stuff, the traumas and stuff is, is our childhood addiction and all that. And so honestly, uh, I had Mark come in and, and do an uh, awesome um, end close to our event that day. And it, it's a, it's an exercise called uh becoming the most elite version of yourself and and mark maybe you explain a little bit of that because it's really touching yeah um and i can't take credit for it either you know definitely learned it from ryan steumann but it's basically you know (sighs) closing your eyes looking over your shoulder and envisioning what the most elite version of yourself looks like in every way shape and form not just physically but financially emotionally relationally you know, where are you living? What kind of shoes are you wearing? What does your skin look like? Like literally every detail. And it's, it's truly powerful. And I can say, you know, every time I do it, I see more and it's incredible. And for people who aren't in our circle and not in apex and have never even remotely gone down the visualization road, it's just, it's mind blowing for people, you know, for those of us who have done it multiple times, it's still insanely powerful, but when you get that person for the first time to do that, it'll rock their world. So it, it was awesome. I'm, I'm still, I'm still so grateful for the opportunity to come and, and do that for your people. It was great. Yeah. So, so we got like 10 people there and, and Mark comes in and he does it and he's got this bitch and music that his wife literally picked on the way there, like first song or second song, like they just picked it. And it, I mean, it couldn't have worked out any better. And, and, and I just share that because like Mark was part of this and, and he, he, he was able to bring people from his gym and, and he was able to bring some of his insight and, and, and we, we really got to connect with people and help people on a, on a really deep level. But again, it was that like, it, it was, I wasn't able to process what had happened to me, so to speak. And, and so literally in like one week, I got my first Bible. I read my first chapter of the Bible. I literally just gave myself to God and, and had this crazy experience at this warrior's night. And, and the following weekend, my wife was supposed to speak at an event in Las Vegas. So we had already bought plane tickets and all that. And, 
And, and on like Monday or Tuesday, my wife said, I think I want to get baptized. And I was like, man, I would like to get baptized too, just because like I was baptized when I was knee high to a duck, but I didn't know, even know what that meant. Like I, I wanted to do it for myself. And, and I felt like I wanted to do it at Elevate Life. I wanted to do it where this crazy stuff had just happened. And, and, and I knew that it, it was the right time for me, whether she was going to be able to do it because of Vegas or not was, was ultimately going to be up to her. Well, some of the plans changed for this woman's experience that she was speaking at. And, and we made some adjustments to some flights and she actually was able to fly home super late Saturday night. And, and on Sunday morning, both my wife and I got baptized at the, at the church together and, and, and cleansed ourselves of our sins. And, and, and it, it was, it was the second greatest day of my life when we got married. And then obviously when we got baptized, because two two refreshing days of, of our lives and, and we got to do it together so i'm walking in the back and, and, and we go to change because we was obviously all it was a full water where you submerge underwater not like catholics they just do it on the forehead or whatever and so we did the full submersion so we were soaked and uh i went to the bathroom to change and i come back out and here came pastor keith the, the guy from the week before and he said man, what are you doing here? I said, Pastor Keith, you ain't going to believe this, man, but I just got baptized. And he said, what? I said, I just got baptized. He said, you got to be kidding me. I don't know what you and God got going on, but it's pretty <laughs> remarkable. I said, I got to be honest with you, man. I, it's kind of unfathomable. Like I can't really wrap my head around it. And he said, Dustin, let me be honest with you. He said, I, I can't even wrap my head around completely what we did the other night either, buddy. He said, I, I've never experienced anything like that. He said, but I'm telling you what God has planned for you is really freaking big. And that was a really cool thing. And he said, but don't feel bad because it, it's still kind of like registering with me too. And I was like, okay, at least, at least we're on the same page. <laughs> and uh, so my wife and I, uh, we, we, we go in and, and attend the nine o'clock church. And lo and behold, the person that is being spoke about at church from Pastor Keith all the way back to April was Steve Weatherford. And, and he is a, a member of this church and, and they were honoring him and, and sort of his uh, life with Christ and all of this. And I was just like, man, you can't even make this stuff up. Like in April, I didn't even know who these two were. Right. Now I'm literally like, you know, full circle all the way down to here and 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 he ultimately um you know he had us stand up and, and he just introduced us to the church and and, and said you guys are, are welcome here and, and thank you for being here and, and kind of told some people about warrior night and all that and we it was it was really really awesome man it was, it was but all this stuff happened like in in two weeks and uh it was it was really really empowering it, it was really I don't know, man, a, a, a big breath of fresh air. And so ultimately we, we got to go to church there, I think one more week. And then we, we, we needed to make our way to Nashville um, where, where we had our last event last weekend. And then uh, not this coming Saturday, but the following Saturday, we're in New Orleans for our event. And we've been able to, you know, stay in touch and stuff like that. But after church was over that day, Pastor Keith comes down and, and he had never met Tanya. And he said, man, I want to hug your neck. And so, so he gave Tanya this big hug. And the funny thing was, is he grabbed my buddy, Josh, that I had been standing with at the warrior night, but he, he didn't remember that. 
and he said, Josh, come over here and, and link up with Dustin. Uh, uh, he's, he's, he does fitness and all this and, and blah, blah, blah. And you two, you guys could talk about CrossFit. And I was like, man, I, I don't know if anybody else has picked up on all this CrossFit, but since the first time someone told me about CrossFit, all it has done was align me with God on every step, on every stop, every person that's been involved in CrossFit in my life has ultimately been a part of me aligning myself back with God. And when you think about CrossFit, it, it, it just, everybody kind of looked at each other and we all kind of just smiled. And that was like, you're in the right place, my friend. So friggin' amazing. It, yeah you know, like you know you get emotional about it i'm getting emotional about it it's it just an amazing story and you know i i think i have a lot of friends that are christians um thankfully willing to talk about it as well you know there's a lot of people that are still kind of you know shy about their their faith or whatever but it's it's just a testament to the power of god and I was writing some stuff down as you're speaking that I'm picking up because re religion is more to me. It's about faith, right? Like God, Jesus, that, that belief, it, it's really about faith. You know, we say we can't see it, but I, I believe we can, but from buying the bus, that was faith leaving the railroad and not really knowing what you were going to do. That was faith. Starting your fitness business was faith. You know, going to work for Sean was faith. Leaving that job was faith. Choosing to live in the bus again was faith. Like every single piece of that standing up in church going, yeah, I can give a thousand bucks. That was all faith. Every single piece of that was leading you up to that moment. And you probably didn't realize it at the time. You know, but you can always look back now and, and see that faith was just slowly being cultivated within you, where when Pastor Keith finally pointed at you, and by the way, if you don't know who Pastor Keith is, he's a big human being. He's oh, like yeah. a good six four, six five. He, that dude, uh, now, he, he is he's, stacked. He's, he's probably six seven because I'm six three and, and he makes me look fucking small. He is a big force of a human being and so yeah you now there's kind of put that in your head too when you think about what this guy looks like if you don't know it so everything leading up to that moment of him pointing at you and bringing you down there it made that decision for you to step to stand up to step forward to go up there like all those things made that possible and it's uh whew, gives me chills yeah, so 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 to be honest with you, man, and I, I know you know a lot about me and my story and stuff, but to be honest with you, I, I've I've ran really hard my whole life, and and I've always kind of been, I don't know, maybe off track, so to speak, and I've I've always kind of ran with the right and wrong type of people, and you know, I, I've been involved with motorcycles and and, and things like that in, in my life, and. I always knew that like, I always made everything harder on myself, but everything that was lining up here was like, I was supposed to be there. I was supposed to do this. I was supposed to hear this guy. I was supposed to, like you said, it's, it's faith and, and all these things are happening, but, but ultimately it was like, 
that alignment was pulling me in. Like I, I just, when I looked at warrior night, it was like, of course it's Friday night. Of course <laughs> I can make it. Of course, you know, like it, it all just made sense. But for me, like, like I said, you know, having, having faith almost in myself, I, I don't really know, you know, at the time it was like God and all, yeah, that sounds awesome. And I'm reading the Bible, but you know, none of it really made sense yet. And, and it's still like a lot of it doesn't, but it was like, I always knew that, there was something good out there. And if I could just fucking get a chance or if someone would just give me a chance or, or help me in some way, like I knew that, you know, good would come from it. And it like, that was what that was for me. It was like that aligning of, of where I was supposed to be with, you know, you guys and, 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 and the people we, we know in Dallas and, and, and being there, it was like the perfect alignment of you were called to be right here right now with these people at this time and these are good people and moving forward these people are on your side and on your team and on your back and we got you moving forward it was just that like i needed that i, I this feels good thank you you know what i mean yeah yeah well dude that's i mean again it's just to me it's an incredible story i wanted to get it out there i wanted to have this I really wanted to get it while it's still fresh in your mind, because as time passes, the story's going to change a little bit. Obviously, the facts don't change, but, you know, there, there's things that I think will, I don't know if you want to say diminish or not, but, you know, some of that power gets lost when it becomes more of what you known than what you don't know. So the the element of like what just happened is still with you. And I, and oh, yeah. I wanted to get this recorded because I know that you and I are going to be sitting here a couple of years from now. We're going to go, let's go listen to that and be like, oh man, remember, re remember that feeling and that emotion. So I am truly thankful for you being vulnerable, for you sharing, not only, you know, sharing it the first time with Laura and I, but being willing to come on here and share it. And, you know, I, I think that, uh, I, I think somebody's going to listen to this and their life is going to be changed forever. I truly, truly believe that. There's a reason his timing is never wrong. It's never our timing, but his timing's never wrong. And again, I truly believe there's a reason that you and I were meant to do this. We're meant to hear that story. And it's just, it's incredible. So, you know, if you, if you listen to this and you were moved by it, or you know somebody that needs to hear it, please share it. Um, reach out to Dustin or I, if you have any questions, if you need to get connected to a church, you know, Elevate Life is awesome. I go to Hope Fellowship here in Frisco as well. Equally awesome. Both operate online, both run by amazing men who are really here to make a difference in this world and, you know, just help all of us move to the center of God's will. So um, any, any parting words, Dustin? No, man, I, you know, I, I literally got chills just kind of sitting here. It's almost like reminiscing my own story. Uh, it's making me emotional again. But like, I, I can already tell you, like, there's going to be a part two. Like, there, there's there's more coming. You know, me and you've talked a lot. And th there's going to be a part two to this. It, it, and, and, and we'll give you guys the update as it as the next thing unfolds and, and the crazy thing is is it might happen today it might happen in a week because <laughs> the way it's been happening it's, it's just been stacking on top of each other so i'm i i i have a, a calming sense over me that that we'll be doing this again sometime soon amen to that 
as always, thanks for listening, folks. And uh, y'all go out there and make good choices. Thanks so much for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. If you would like to get a copy of my book, Make Good Choices, head on over to the Amazons, type in Make Good Choices or my name. It should come up in either place. If you would like to connect with me for health and fitness coaching, shoot me an email at info at markzfitness.com or shoot me a text, 214-418-8872. That's the only phone number I got. It's been out there for a really long time. Hope you enjoyed the show. And until next time, keep on making good choices.